From the classroom to the cornfield, journalism to SEC athletics, the University of Missouri works 52 weeks a year, every year. This is Inside Mizzou. Real stories, real discoveries, and real impact of the Mizzou community. Today's episode is called Tigers Abroad. The University of Missouri sits in the middle of the middle of the country. But each year you can find more than 1,000 Mizzou students studying abroad all over the world, from Costa Rica to New Zealand. Not only that, the university also draws students and scholars from six continents who come to Columbia for world-class learning and scholarship opportunities. So how does a university that's connected to the world help shape our community's education and impact? Joining Chancellor Carwright to talk more about this are Jay Sexton, Professor of History and the Kinder Endowed Chair in Constitutional Democracy, and Farmala Shanikin, a senior history major and McNair scholar who completed a course in global history at the University of Oxford in England. Thank you all for being here. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Farmala, I mentioned that you had the chance to study at Oxford through the Kinder Institute on Constitutional Democracy. So why was it important for you to have this international perspective? Yeah, so um, I've always lived in the Midwest, I would say. Um, I'm used to being sort of landlocked in a way. Um, born in Indiana, uh, we lived in the Chicago area, then I'm going to school here in mid-Missouri. So I've always been used to being um, landlocked, as I said. And to me, I've always had, I've always been compelled to go on an adventure um, and to not only go on an adventure, but to learn while going on an adventure. Um, I, my parents, they are from Nigeria, and so they've always had an international perspective. Um, we've always discussed politics, history, from a lens that's not merely American and not just Missourian, but also internationalist in a way. And so when it comes to my education, something that's very important to me because it's something that I... Um, intend to continue even after being an undergraduate. Um, it was important to me to get an internationalist perspective when it comes to history in particular. Um, you can learn everything you want in a classroom, and that's great, but I feel like the things that we might learn about when it comes to imperialism or global Atlantic history, uh, oftentimes it doesn't really set in in the impact of these historical narratives until you actually go abroad to places such as Oxford, uh, England, and the University of Oxford. Um, and also, I am a student athlete. I uh, train and run and compete year-long. So it's oftentimes it's hard for me to go to drop everything and to uh, study abroad somewhere. My coach, I don't think he'd like that very much. <laughs> so um, this particular program, it was a week. It was during spring break. And spring break happens to be the time in which uh, for track, uh, we don't always have to compete. So um, I was very lucky enough uh, to take this week um, and drop everything to study abroad in Oxford. And um, I'm a I was actually doing um, independent research with uh, Dr. Sexton last um, year. And my research um, had to do with someone who uh, was actually located in the UK. And so it was like a kill two birds with one stone sort of thing. Um, study abroad because for the heck of it, for my own um, development, but also to um, advance my own research. Okay. No, no, that's that sounds great. And so, Professor Sexton, you're from Salina, Kansas. And like Fermala, you first went to Oxford with an undergraduate study abroad program. How did that experience change you as a student and an individual? Oh, it, it changed me in, in all sorts of ways, though 
uh, when I look back and, and listening to, to Farah tell about her experience, um, uh, my first memory is that it was an adventure. Um, and I arrived, this is in 1997, I arrived the week of the Blair Revolution. It was an exciting time to go to England and change of the guard in British politics. But my first memory is that I couldn't find my way out of London Heathrow Airport. Um, so that, that's sort of part of the adventure. And, and there's lots of elements of that. But you know, what really mattered um, looking back now is that uh, this is a chance to immerse myself, someone who was also a Midwesterner, immerse myself in a different culture, take on different perspectives, the stuff that Farah was talking about. Uh, but when you do that, when you do that, it's like holding up a mirror. Um, and looking at yourself in a different way. And, and not just yourself, but also where you're from, the Midwest, and, and America itself. And it, it looks different. It looks different when you're abroad. And I think the most important thing about study abroad is that's a, a lesson that you can take back with you. It's not just when you're over there. It's a part of a lifelong uh, journey. So that, 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 that's what I hope the study abroad experience um, gives to, to, to the students here at the University of Missouri. It's certainly what it gave to me. And so after college, you stayed in England for almost two decades. How has that extensive international experience shaped your vision for the Kinder mm -hmm. Institute? Well, I always joke with the students that come uh, to the England trip with me that they may think they're only signing up for a week or for, for a month, but uh, be careful. They might wake up 20 years <laughs> later as, as I did. But, but hey, uh, the experience over there uh, absolutely shapes uh, my vision of American history and the Kinder Institute, what we do is we, we study American history, the American founding, American political thought. And, and my starting point for that is that you cannot understand the United States in isolation. That America as a country, our constitution, our, our democracy, our economy, our, our social relations, everything um, took root and has evolved in an international context. And so that's how we teach American history. That's how I write about American history. And, and I think it's true not only of the past, but also of the present and the future, um, that we think of our, our challenges today in national terms, but they're actually global challenges. And our solutions, therefore, need to be global as well. So I think that the, the intellectual basis for the Kinder Institute, at least how I see it, certainly um, can be traced back to, to time abroad and, and study abroad. And I just make one more point here. And the last point would be um, that you know an international metric is also used for how we might measure our success, our goals, our ambitions. And, and that, of course, we want to be a, a regional player here, and we want to make a difference in the Midwest. Of course, we want to make a difference in the United States. But our, our goal is to be a global leader in the study and, and teaching of American history and politics. Oh, awesome. I think that's something that a lot of people don't uh, take into account when thinking about American history is that uh, you can't fully understand it in isolation. I think mm -hmm. you can fully understand anything Absolutely. in isolation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, Fermala, yeah. now that you're back, how has your time at Oxford changed the way you approach your education and your future? Um, yeah, so I would say that uh, studying in Oxford was like, a, I guess, a little mini um, intellectual enlightenment period for me. It was a week long, but it was very much life changing. And um, going back to coming back to Missouri after being at uh, the University of Oxford, it was a bit eye opening in uh, the way that I could no longer see even Columbia, Missouri in the same light that I used to see it in. I started to think of my education and um, how we uh, talk in the classroom from an international perspective. Um, and I, I really think that studying from a global standpoint um, 
gave, added another layer to my education and to my own um, intellectual growth. And that's something that cannot be taken away, even though it was only a week at Oxford. Um, I feel like a week was just enough to be able to experience that. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I would say, like Jay said, uh, I can no longer think in an isolationist sort of way. And even before going to Oxford, it wasn't something that I thought I was thinking in. Like, I didn't think I was so isolated in this way. But after now, after going, um, I feel like my worldview has expanded and it's still expanding. Um, I want to continue studying. I want to uh, continually go, continue going on these adventures. Um, and it's... Um, it's very encouraging to me that I'm no longer sort of isolated in this way. I can go, go beyond borders uh, that beyond the Missouri borders, beyond the mid, um, Midwestern borders, the U.S. borders, and even beyond the Western borders uh, as a whole. It's something that I look forward to, and it's something that um, cannot be taken away or reversed. Awesome. No, that uh, I personally never had the experience of studying abroad, but uh, just hearing everybody that has had the opportunity talk mm-hmm. about it makes me wish I did one. Yeah. But it also reminds me that those are things that you can keep with you for a lifetime, and everybody doesn't have the opportunity yeah, to say that they do. Yeah. So, so Chancellor Carwright, we're talking a lot about sending MU students abroad to study. But I said earlier that Mizzou also has a rich international population of students who come here from over 100 countries. Why do you think an international or intercultural experience is so important to a college education overall? You know, I, I think both Faramola and Professor Sexton have said it really well, is that this uh, concept of how do you learn from other people, the economy being uh, global, uh, all of the things that we're trying to understand uh, from our history, from the future, the grand challenges, these are all global concepts. and. So having, uh, uh, certainly having students here from, I think we have them from about 108 different countries now, uh, and, and that adds uh, to that knowledge base. It, it, it helps us to teach better. It helps us to uh, learn more about what's happening uh, across the entire world, but bringing it here, here locally uh, to, uh, to Columbia. Um, it, when, I, when I think about what it takes to learn, um, there's a lot that, that we sometimes forget, right? And that is, uh, if, you, if you try to understand even just another discipline, um, the language is slightly different. The uh, culture is slightly different. So even at a university, we have these little pockets where, you know, maybe if the historians want to come and talk to the engineers, the language is different. The culture is different. And having the opportunity to be able to practice that either going abroad or with students who have or from different countries here, that strengthens your ability to then translate into that situation, right? So I think there's that huge benefit to us, all of us, to be able to work in that type of uh, multicultural uh, environment where we're going to all find ourselves uh, as as international uh, partners. And so how do you think Mizzou connects students from all different backgrounds and communities to the world? going off of that point that you just mentioned? You know, we, we have a lot of programs. Uh, we have partnerships with other universities. We mentioned the one with Oxford uh, and having a week-long uh, uh, opportunity there. We have others where people go and study for an entire semester. Um, we, we work with our, our uh, honors program uh, to send students abroad and, again, to, 
to learn about uh, different institutions, learn different languages. Um, there's all of these uh, things that we do here with helping our students to get as many of those opportunities uh, as possible. And it's for all of the things, and again, I won't repeat it because I think it was said so well by both Professor Sexton and Faramala, that that experience changes you, right? I was uh, fortunate enough, uh, and I, I do consider it being fortunate, uh, that you know I was born in a different country. And even though we spoke the same language, English, uh, if you listen to English in the Bahamas versus English in England versus English here, you may say the same words, but they have different meanings. And that's hard for people to understand, right? And I, I think that's an important part for us to understand about, about how we communicate with each other and what, the, what those words really may mean. Um, and it gives you a sensitivity uh, to that. Um, so uh, it, it, it's something for us, uh, for this institution, uh, to be able to, to think about how do we give that experience to more students. Um, it does change your uh, life. And, and Stephen, I hope you get an opportunity to do that pretty soon. I, I <laughs> hope so. I hope something goes along where I get the chance to do that. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with uh, Professor uh, Sexton, and then we'll go around the room. Uh, so people might hear the phrase, Mizzou is everywhere, or Mizzou is boundless. What does that mean to each of you? Okay, well, I'm going to have to nerd out since I'm a history <laughs> professor here and maybe expand that a little bit. I'm going to say uh, Missouri. Missouri has mattered an awful lot to world history. Uh, this is a, a place that uh, was, was coveted or claimed by indigenous uh, empires, by France, by Spain. It was fought over by both the North and the South in the days of the Civil War. It's been a magnet for migrants from around the globe. So it's, a, it's an international place here. Um, and what is more is that Missouri has uh, mattered to the world. So who's the most important president in world history, I would say is different than the most important president in U.S. history, which I think would be Abraham Lincoln. In world history, it's Harry S. Truman, uh, the, the formative president in the days of the early Cold War. And, and you think about literature, you think about Mark Twain has mattered an awful lot. And how about this one? How about culture? Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, the father of rock and roll, okay? <laughs> my favorite music, my, my favorite music is the British rock from the 1960s and 70s, Rolling Stones, you know, Led Zeppelin. None of that happens. None of that music happens without Chuck Berry's tours to the UK in the 1950s and 60s. So think of that next time you're at Arrowhead Stadium and they're playing Start Me Up. Chuck Berry is behind that. So that's, that's Missouri being everywhere. <laughs> that's great. Um, for me, what does Mizzou everywhere mean? Well, whenever um, I studied abroad and whenever locals in Oxford would ask us students we, where we were from, we would say, oh, Missouri. And they would be like, where is that? We have no idea where that is, um, and it's, it, which is funny, not surprising at all. But um, uh, And we would say, well, you should stick your finger uh, in the middle of the map in the U.S. and that's literally where Missouri is. Um, but even though it's just like a point on a map that a lot of people don't know about, um, I would say Mizzou is everywhere. And the fact that it is being represented by so many people in so many places doing so many different things. Um, and uh, that might not be recognized by locals or people who live there, but um, it's something that uh, I believe enhances Mizzou. Uh, enhances the state of Missouri. And I think that Mizzou isn't only everywhere, but everywhere is Mizzou. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
there's a lot of international um, students here, and there's a lot of Missouri students internationally, and a lot of people um, from Missouri internationally. So uh, we, we might have these campus parameters, and uh, we might say Providence and Stadium and College Avenue is what Mizzou is, but I, I think that's completely false. I think uh, my experience has taught me that we are also at Oxford University, who are also um, in uh, China, we're also in West Africa. We're in the Caribbean. And um, I think that's what makes Mizzou, uh, like, I think that's what makes Mizzou awesome is because we're everywhere. We're not just on this, no doubt, beautiful campus. We're, we're literally everywhere, and everywhere is Mizzou. Well, um, I, again, I'm not sure how to follow that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. I love the phrase that Mizzou is everywhere and everywhere is Mizzou. Um, there, there are so many things that, that make that true. Right. Uh, if you think about some of the things we do in a Mizzou alternative breaks, we go to other countries, we work in other countries. Our alumni are around the world, right? And those networks, um, you know, when I went to Thailand last year, um, they were the Tigers, the T A T H A I Tigers. Uh, so they really are are connected to this uh, institution. And Farmal is right. Um, it isn't like it's just a, a an opportunity where they come to this this town, right? Uh, if you think about what Mizzou is, we have extension that is across the entire state, right? And it's all the counties of this state. Uh, and our research that our, re that our fa faculty are conducting impacts not just Missouri, but the world. The scholarship uh, that Professor Sexton talked about and how you're looking at the entire world in the context of what Missouri means to the world and what the world means to Missouri, that is what it means to be boundless, right? Is that we don't think about just this local place. We think about the fact that we are an institution that has the intellectual capability, the faculty, the staff, the students, who actually can make a difference around the entire world. And we want to be, uh, as Faramala said, we want Mizzou uh, to be everywhere, and everywhere is Mizzou. Um, that's the concept of boundless, is making sure we demonstrate our value to society. It connects into uh, the entire concept around what we're doing. What do we do things for? We do things, all of our research, our education, our outreach, extension, engagement, all of the things that we're doing are about what we're doing for society. And society is not just limited here and is not just impacted by the things that are local, but they're impacted by the things around the world. And so we have to have that view. We should be thinking very big because we are Mizzou, right? And we have so many great people that impact the world, and we should always be thinking that way, that everything we do has an impact on this world, and the world has an impact on everything we do. And I think that's a, a great place to end it. I want to thank you all for being with us today. Thank you. And now there's just one more thing to do before we leave. So why did the pony need a glass of water? Mm. Why did the pony need a glass of water? I have no, no it was idea. A, it was a little horse. Yeah, it was a glass of water. Our audio engineer is Aaron Hay. Our featured music is composed by MU master student Nico D. Schroeder and performed by the Donald Center Quartet. You can find more information about Nico, the quartet, and their piece on the Inside Mizzou webpage. 
Make sure to join us next time to stay on top of what's happening at Mizzou. Thanks for joining us on this episode. See you around the columns.